0: Hello and welcome to this week's Acting Out podcast. And you're very welcome to what is the last in this series of the Acting Out uh, podcast. And we're doing something a bit different today. We're going to be talking to Mark Power. Mark has been a member of Acting Out for many years now um, and has contributed in all sorts of ways, both as a performer and a uh, musician and composer. Uh, Mark wrote the music with Ian Faulkner to our show The Equals and also wrote the music with Cal Folger Day for our show The Ref, uh, for which he was uh, jointly awarded the Hilton Edwards Award at the dublin gay theater festival um, he also with his uh, band member ian henderson uh wrote all the songs for our show the paradise uh, which is featured in the dublin gay theater festival in 2017 but he has a whole other kind of musical career um which we're going to be talking to him about Uh, With his uh, band Eden, Uh, they are celebrating 20 years in the business and have just released a compilation of all the singles they've released over the years. And we'll talk to him about that. And they'll be performing a gig shortly, but we'll we'll give you all the details uh, about that at the end of the show. So without any further ado, uh, this is my interview uh, with Mark Power. So I'm delighted to say our guest on this week's Acting Out podcast is Mark Power. You're very welcome, Mark. Thank you very much. Can uh, I
1: say that you look delighted? <laughs> you should go into acting. <laughs> um,
0: now, as uh, our listeners will know, they've been listening to your music at the uh, kind of beginning and the end of all our podcasts, and the music uh, played in between on all the kind of monologues we've been doing um, is uh, music by yourself and eden uh, your band um and we're going to before we get talking uh we're going to play your new single so just want to tell us a bit about that
1: yeah it was actually written um quite a few years ago um i know it sounds totally current now but uh we wrote it a couple of years ago and we always thought that it would be a female um to sing it because but um we decided to do it ourselves, and let's face it, I'm the nearest thing to female you can see. I mean, look at my breasts. <laughs> so we decided that, yeah, we'll start off, and we recorded it, and thought, yeah, this is a great bleed single for the
0: greatest hits, misses. Right. Um, so here it is. This is heartbeat. heartbeat.
2: Be such a shame to waste it. I've waited long enough. Won't you let me taste it? Just color me.
0: beat is on your new uh collection which is just about out do you want
1: to tell us yeah, about that it's going to be dropped um in late october it's called uh eden 20 years and um, it does exactly what it says on the tin it literally is a tin and um it's going to be uh, all of our singles that we have released since 1998 when I was twelve.
0: Right, <laughs> right. Well, I've talked to you about um, a bit more about Eden, but let's go back even kind of further. What, what kind of um, when? How old were you when you first got interested in music, and and, and how did that sort of happen? Uh, well,
1: Mama always said I could sing before I could talk. Um, that's what I was saying anyway, and that was exactly the same as me. Um, I always sang. I was always interested in music. I think it became an obsession. And I think it happens that a lot of gay people become almost experts in certain fields because they become obsessed with certain things to take them out of themselves type of thing. And as a kid, we always need something to kind of throw ourselves in. So if, whether it's fashion or whether it's music or whether it's writing, it's something that's kind of what we all have. Um, and mine was always music. I, I remember listening to different bands and doing all the harmonies and really interested and I remember singing beside my mum with a song that I'd write and I'd be trying to like sing it with very bad asthma and my mom would go, yeah, Mark.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'd be doing all the percussion in the background, and what the music would do in the background and all that. Mm-hmm. So I started
0: very early. And what kind of music did you listen to sort of growing up? What were your kind of, who were your heroes kind of musically speaking?
1: And well, the first band of course was Bucks Face. Yes. <laughs> um I
0: did like Blondie.
1: Mm-hmm. I did as I went into the eighties then I liked a lot of the electronic stuff, uh the Petra Boys and Erasure. My favourite band was Aha. And then I really loved the Bee Gees when they came out in the late eighties. And then in the nineties I kinda of liked the rave music and I liked um uh I like a lot of good pop songs. I start to follow a lot of the um, producers and songwriters that were very f- famous for writing for boy bands and girl mm, bands, and mm-hmm. I I love that. As far as I'm concerned, if it doesn't, if it's not a earworm, as they say, if it gets into your
0: head, then it's boring. Okay now boy band now that was a good um, kind of link into the next question and you're question. very good at this <laughs> <Sean>. <laughs> um, because <laughs> you were I mean some of some of the people listening will know this um, but you were in the is it the world's first gay boy, boy band yeah, yeah.
1: and Tell it was such that. a good idea what we set called, the world on fire we were called four guys but there was actually five of us of course. and of course the boy band was for guys rather than for girls mm. that's what the whole thing was and it was started up with Junior Larkin. And, um, and he had that idea to put like, uh, five guys together in a band. Now it was kind of thrown in together and we were, we were caught up in a whirlwind. We did a lot of covers of uh, a lot of gay anthems, like I am what I am and enough is enough and, um, And we got as far as we were going to be signed by London Records, but the band unravelled very, very quickly as it started. But we travelled everywhere and we were. And you got a lot of publicity at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I I wish I could get that publicity (laughs) now, but I mean, you know. But that was was really, really good. It was like uh, we travelled everywhere. Um, We were even in the Canaries for a while. Right, right. You know, um, because you were very young at the time very young i didn't know what a dark room was and uh, i walked in and said told the barman the toilet was dark and he goes yes it's a dark room and i'm going i know it's a dark room can you turn on the light
0: so yeah so but then um so um tell us how uh, kind of eden came about because there's two of you in the band tell, tell us about your uh your co-collaborator
1: Um, Well, I was originally, um, after Four Guys Unraveled, I ended up getting in with um, Mark Lowndes, who originally was the producer for Four Guys. But Mark Lowndes wanted to go the dance route, and I wanted to stay in the pop route. Um, And we had called ourselves Pisces, because we were both born on the same day of the same year. Mm -hmm. And um, we called ourselves Pisces Squared and um Poxy name but i mean we've kept Poxy <laughs> names as far as we're going um and then uh i met up i was introduced to ian by john Pickering, who wanted to put me with another guy and so therefore uh, i was put with ian and i met this guy with so people. you didn't know him at all
3: before. i didn't then, know no. him
1: at all so um we we got together we started getting in the studio together and wrote and um, very very quickly um and we had already written about six songs before in the first day so we made a demo of that type of thing and then we we were asked to go over to Germany and immediately got signed um by Warner's which is it all happened very very mm. quickly you know so they signed us and then we did we were called in Utopia at that time and that um and that was difficult for Germans who pronounce it in on top here or something like that. <laughs> so, um,
0: <laughs>
1: so the two of us kind of uh, changed the name then to Eden. But we had released two singles with Warners and then moved to Polydor.
0: Right. Okay. And you made your first album. We, you after that.
1: yeah, it was over a long time because the uh, the record company did not commit to um, an album at the first case. It, right. it Basically, wanted a single after single after single. And um, it was in the middle of a German recession, so it was a bit difficult in that way. So we were told, oh yeah, we're going to release this now and this now. So we ended up releasing a single that became the most played on uh, one of the West German uh, radio stations uh, that year. So we were like really d- delighted. And
0: um, I mean, is that on the... Um, that's, yeah, um, it's what was called, that called Let It Flow. And is that on the on the um collection that's coming out there?
1: yeah, it's about kidney infection <laughs> and um no, it's a great song it's a, actually about sex, but um it, uh, I remember going over to Germany and doing the gigs for the for that single, and the people from the radio station were looking around for the the band, and they didn't know it was us they thought it was a plaque singer, and they sang it because I sing very low in in that song and I suppose you know, but um. Yeah, uh, was said. Uh, yeah, that song, sounded very well for us, and then we
0: got the album deal,
1: and then we released the album.
0: Right. The well, first album. Um, well, let's hear um, "Let It Flow."
1: Brilliant.
2: Through <laughs> the night, <laughs> amid city light <laughs> Where her rise at song Stick up to me Turned up the heat And my mind was blown I said, you gotta get of it If there's something in it You gotta just live it And take it to the limit For the moment's gone I start to raise pick up the pace as we get it on and so It's just make a move it.
0: So tell us, your album came out, and what was that called? The album was called Desolate Shores, and
1: um, um, otherwise known as Desperate Horrors, as (laughs) as, Ian always calls it. And um, the album was actually recorded over a long time, so we ended up experimenting quite a lot with the sound, even before, like, our sound was always, like, electronic, but we did a lot of guitar kind of sounds on it, we... We had a lot of real instruments on us and backing singers and the whole lot. and um, Because the record company talked us into doing that. And so a lot of the sound was completely different from what we were used to. We enjoyed it at the time. But when you hear the album, there's a lot of different kind of influences on that album. You know, it was all of her. It was thrown into one album type of thing. So when we finished Tesla La Chores and we released it, we came back to Ireland and decided we'd get back together and do um, an album full of tracks that we would do. Solely, the two of us mm. worked on that album,
0: and that was Electric. Right. So, uh, and what's Electric is um, it's a great album. Um, and Thank you. Yeah, we used uh, many of the songs from it in the Paradise, which we'll get to yeah. in a minute. So, um, uh, we'll hear a track from Electric. What would you like us to play? If I Was a Up Boy. Which is... The theme music for our podcast is uh, "If I Were a Pet Shop Boy."
2: should fall. Wrong with me.
1: I'm not fueled by power, no greed. It took me for so long to see.
2: Love is all I.
0: So that was the second album, um, and so what? What did you do after that? Um,
1: we released uh, "If I Was a Petro Boy," and then music started to change quite a bit. The you know, um, it, it was a lot more into streaming, was a lot more um, into the internet, and times had changed quite a lot. So we actually started to get a following, um, unbeknownst to us, that we had started getting mm-hmm. it. Abroad and a lot of people were a lot of interest. So we actually, um, we we got we were a niche band. All of a sudden, synth music became a niche band, and uh, so a lot of people kind of who loved kind of synth bands like Kraftwerk and you know um, OMD and Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Depesh mode, they started to listen to our music as well. So. We were very happy with the reaction of the whole band and the music and stuff. Um, myself and Ian then decided to have a break and then I joined Acting Out. Do you know well, Acting Out? I do, yes,
0: I do, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so why did you do that? Because you have not really done any an, an acting in any kind of serious way.
1: Yeah, like, prior I, d- to that. I think it was kind of like... Um, I. I think I needed... Like, I, my ex had left the country and I kind of needed um, a new uh, interest. Yeah. And somebody suggested that I join acting out and stuff. And I had done acting previously um, in college right, and stuff. Right, okay. But um, it was never... Like, I, I never did it seriously or anything. So I kind of snuck in and was given kind of bit parts in acting out at the beginning. And... um and it happens. You you know you test the waters and see what you're good at or whatever, and then I got slowly integrated into main parts.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then I suggested to you. I think was it me who suggested? Um, it always was, is you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we wanted to do uh, a piece about the marriage referendum mm-hmm. um, campaign, um, and I think all of us had felt it was a. It was a very kind of brutal time in in many ways, although it had a happy uh, kind of ending and it was a great day and all of that. But um, uh, many of us found the whole campaign difficult and particularly uh, the uh, uh, tactics of the No campaign um, were kind of hard to swallow. Um, so I decided I wanted to do some kind of satire of the No campaign and, and a sort of celebration of the efforts of the lgbtq community in that kind of process too um, but i thought i was very keen that it would have songs in it um, as part of the part of the show um, and so i asked you whether you'd be interested in um in writing the music and you weren't <laughs>
1: No, I wasn't because I had done it previously. I think you've, you've jumped a few years ahead because we actually did the Equals before that.
0: Oh, we did? Yeah, we did, yeah. about the Equals. Oh, my God, yeah.
1: And with the Equals, it was kind of like uh, it was a great experience. And oddly, I wasn't singing any of the yeah, songs. No, you yeah, no, yeah, because you didn't and, want to sing. Yeah, and uh, for the Equals, I'd written a theme tune, which was really happy. I did everything with Ian Faulkner. And. Um, Ian Faulkner had never written before and I got with him and had all these kind of ideas and we shoved everything, like The Lesbians of was obviously the best song of that and it was really good, it was kind of Marlene Dietrich meeting a military lesbian march kind of thing, you know, and I was really, really good and remember Martina is a great singer and Breach Namely, wasn't so she actually spoke her parts, yeah. And she actually was hilarious, I know. Me?
0: And I kind of really regret we haven't got a recording of that, I mean, yeah. We we I music, know, but we don't have a recording of them singing it, so I can't uh play it. But yes, yeah, you were right, that's kind of the first time, I yeah.
1: And was, I'll, I'll, I'll always have that edge, Trevor Austin running around, yeah. doing sh- like <laughs> a sheep. Um, <laughs> but of course, you wrote the lyrics, and, I did, and just yeah. handed me the music. So yeah. the second time
0: round, you asked me to do it again,
1: yeah. Um, no, I wasn't keen the second time
0: <laughs> um, But you decided that you would And um, I for those, Again, for those that haven't seen The Rev uh, The kind of songs come in um, The two sides get asked to be on a TV debate About the uh, referendum The no and the yes side um, And instead of speaking their pieces They sing them uh, The yes and the no uh, kind of side sing, uh, There's two, song, two songs for each side um and you were in that show too
1: yeah and um i i loved the show because each of the characters that I had to sing each of the songs was completely different it was almost like uh it's like the ref meets kind of it's rolled all but probably right you know because it was very character driven each yeah. character was very so myself and cal got together for that one.
0: Yeah, it's Cal Paul Jaday, another yeah. very talented musician.
1: Yeah, and um, we got together and I remember getting with Cal and, and Chris from the studio. And the three of us were in the studio kind of getting everything ready... ...and kind of, you know, I had some melody ideas for the songs... ...and what kind of style I would like the songs in. And Cal was kind of moving with me and the two of us kind of worked very well together. We were all Pisces and we all had this kind of like laid-back approach to everything... And um, it was very, very enjoyable. But, like, again, we, we would pick areas of music which would suit each character. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, of course, Lorcan and uh, Dave did one song, and Dave's character was quite morose. And, you know, and we had to do something that would suit his voice, and his voice was low. And then Lorcan is a brilliant singer, so Lorcan had a more expressive, but we wanted to give a kind of more... Um, more of a kind of you know nineties feel for Larkin
0: to sing, kind of like a angsty kind and of. Is it? I suppose it's easier. To, is it more well, easy? Is not the word, but um, when you know who's going to be singing it. It but, is. Yeah. Yeah. It's can, much easier because you piece. have
1: to write for for the actual person singing yeah. as well. Um, and then of course Rachel Suzanne character. Rachel was very nervous doing the doing her song, but um, of course. You Know she did it very well. I, I asked her just to punch a little bit of Suzanne in, and that's what she did. And, um, and, and of course, I did. I love the gaze, and that yeah, to well,
0: to tell, tell us about the character you played. In well, I,
1: um, I you also told me that I would be playing a woman, and <laughs> um, which I <laughs> quite told you to f off, <laughs> <laughs> and then you told me that I was playing a woman <laughs> again. And, uh, and
0: again, for those who haven't seen the show, the woman is um shall we say a bit of a satire on a well-known um columnist. Gay columnist yeah, yeah. <laughs> who've been quite prominent in the in the campaign um, so it was, yeah so that kind
1: of like approach to it um, so i i was given that role and it ended up being the best role i was given um and of course if I, I I may say no at the beginning but I actually throw 120% into it. Oh you did. And I'm single ever since. <laughs> um because I had to make this well I did make this god awful face during the whole bloody thing. Um and it it actually was really really it turned out to be really good and of course that song for for that one was very much uh, a big ballad. it had to be a big ballad. You yeah. had written down there you wanted a big ballad. And, of course, that was, like, uh, you know, an obvious choice for her to do that. Yeah,
0: and it was the kind of showstopper of the night, I have to say. It kind of brought the house down every night. And we're going to play it now. It's I Love the Gaze.
2: I'm opposed To almost getting hitched But my heart Is full of love For both the pansy and the dyke And I can name so many Many, many gays I like I love the gays The ones who won't get married I'm not carried The ones With an ass But some The ones Who abstain From all gay sex I love the gays I'm not a homophobe Me I love the gays I'd have David Norris for tea But I to romp in bands of So I really love the game. <laughs> <laughs> I know the things I say sometimes can seem a little blunt to call them una grania, I am something of a cunt But God is on my side So you can say what you please But I'll not rest or sleep Until the gays are on their knees I love the gays The ones who won't get married Love the gays Carried The ones without our Aspots and Pets The ones Who abstain From all Gay sex I love The gays I'm not a gay Basher me I love The gays Though I'd love To punch our And I'm a lally the face so I really love the gaze oh. 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 being case a disease, no, no, no. so don't let them marry or no, no, no. oh, bear He said
0: And you're obviously a glutton for punishment because the next show uh, that we did, I said I'd like to write a piece based on Eden's songs. Eden songs.
1: Now, I thought that was going to be easy because <laughs> you had already, you know, um, you had already said to me that, you know, oh, well, we do Eden songs. we picked them. The music was already done. So it was going to be easy. I didn't have to write anything, mm. you know. So, um it was kind of a lazy approach for me. It was kind of good. Grant, you know, and I let you pick the songs or whatever songs you were going to pick.
0: Yeah, because I had to construct the story and then, um, you know, find songs that kind of fit it. Well, I had to do both. I had to listen to the songs, think what ones would fit into a story without it appearing too clunky. Mm-hmm. Um, so some, I wasn't always able to use the songs um, that I kind of liked the best, necessarily, but they yeah. just fitted the... I mean, I liked all the songs that we used, but mm. it was more what's going to serve the story, you know, and also have a bit of variety in song, yeah. um, too. Um so, yeah, so that, that was quite a tricky tricky process, but, as you said, it didn 't turn out quite as easy as for you as you perhaps thought um,
1: no, firstly, it didn 't because you cast me as a drag queen, <laughs> um, which meant that i couldn 't even just put on the base makeup that I put on for the last <laughs> character. I had to actually do makeup. And uh, Larkin thankfully was in it again, but Larkin was actually playing a Jack Queen as well. So Larkin hadn't got time to do my makeup, so I had to actually teach myself how to put on makeup, mm-hmm. which was like. Um, it was enjoyable, but I had to be there two hours before two hours after everybody else. But, um, yeah, well, it makes
0: you realise what a lot of work drag is, doesn't it? You know, yeah, well, like... that's it. And then,
1: and then secondly, also, I was involved in trying to get everybody recorded for it. Yeah. And that was also difficult because my tone of voice, vocal, can be quite high in a lot of songs and a lot of people had different like voice ranges and stuff like that but it still worked out it still worked out people all um, did their own vocals and their own take on each of the songs which was like important and um, oh, well, it was a
0: mad enterprise altogether wasn't it a cast of 14 a, a two hour musical yeah and choreography, <laughs> choreography as well um, yeah it was kind of it was our biggest um, production um, yeah. to date I would say Um but again, it was the best-selling show in the Gay Theatre Festival that yeah. year, I believe, um, as was the ref uh, the year before. So, um, yeah, people really liked it. And, um, and of course, the CD sold loads, <laughs>
3: <laughs> thanks to a certain choreographer running around. <laughs>
0: yes. was great um so we're gonna play a song from the show what would you like people to hear do you think i think
1: new age is probably my favorite from
0: okay well we're going to play uh new age which um was from your last album we'll talk about that um in a minute um but it was uh featured in our musical the paradise So New Age actually came from your last uh album. Didn't yeah. It? Yeah, so tell us about that. Uh
1: the last album was called Outbound to Wonderland.
0: And um and well, you had a bit, a bit of you and Ian had a bit of a break for a while. We had a bit you? of a break. So how did then, you come back to Well, Ian,
1: um I I had done a, a few shows um in The Outhouse and it was kind of like a, a few solo shows and Ian turned up in the audience and um and then a few days later, I think he said to me, oh, he's working on a song, and did I want to hear it? Like, uh, did I want to uh-huh. kind of like uh, put input? So I listened to it, and it was he had entitled it Broken Frame. And um, I actually took the song and ended up writing my own melody on it and, and worked around the title Broken Frame. And um it became our first song that we would written for the next album. We didn't intend to write a whole album for the songs, but we ended up writing it. And mm-hmm. Got really excited about writing a new album again. So that's what we, we did.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's our best album. Mm. And how do you... how What's the way you work together? It's not like one of you just does the music and one of you does the words, is it? Or-
1: no, um, well... Well, on the last album, Ian did mostly the... Um, the notation like the, the the actual music and I did most of the um the lyrics and then the melodies written between the two right. he might come up with an idea or I come up with an idea. Generally I think it's the lyricist who comes up with more melody than than that. Um he would come up with an idea of a melody and like he came up with the idea of calling it out, a song Outbound to Wonderland. And I actually wrote it into a love song. Um but like the two of us have very different ways of, of writing. Um, each song could be written very, very differently. Um, I think when we split it was hand it was very strange. Even today somebody had said to me about um the the songs that I'd written for um the plays that we did, the musicals that we did, um, the equals and um the ref that they said, oh, you wrote the lyrics. And I said, I didn't write the lyrics. Sean wrote the lyrics. You wrote the lyrics. I did the music. And they were going, you did the music. And I went, yeah. So that was good for mm, me to mm, be on the mm, other mm, end. Though, yeah, yeah, So yeah. people knew that I wasn't just a lyricist or just a singer. And you had a good A for melody,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: And like, I mean, I, I, it's always been... A, it, I even wrote the, the theme tune from The Equals, which was all just melody it was all just uh, piano and and Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. very enya, but you know but that was fun
0: Mm -hmm. so it's um the 20th anniversary of eden yeah this year i can't believe when i started i was only 12 (laughs) and so how are you marking this well we are
1: releasing the 20th anniversary album and then we're going to do a little gig in Thomas House. And
0: what's the date of the gig? So? Uh,
1: the 2nd of November. Right. Um, which is a Friday. Which is a Friday night. And we're going to do the gig um, in Thomas House. Uh, my friend Gav Hennessy is doing the sound first. And my cousin is going to come along. And we're going to do a, a short acoustic set of some of the Desolate Shores. songs. Oh, lovely. And... Um, and then we're going to uh, enjoy the night and celebrate the night, and then we'll pack up for a while and uh, then work on album four.
0: Right. So, if people want to get the um, the new album, which is called the collection album, what's that called? It's Eden. Twenty years. In twenty years, where do they get it from? What's the way to? Um,
1: it? But you can get it from Eton Official right. on Facebook. Um, and you just add there, and all the information is there. We're we've released her. We're releasing our new single, which is on the fifth of October, um, which is next week. Uh, that's heartbeat, and then we'll have another single uh, released straight after it, um, which would be called Saving Grace, and that will lead up into Christmas.
0: And all your uh, albums, all your kind of the albums we've been talking about, are on all the streaming. Platforms too, aren't they? They're on.
1: They're on the streaming. Yeah, and yeah. um, they have extended versions. We actually released all the extended versions of each of the album. Extended meaning that there's demos, there's B sides, there's tracks that weren't on the main album. um Some of the demos are great. Like some of the like uh, the demo of like Let It Flow is real kind of chilled, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know some of our demos and B sides were some of our favorite songs. So we added them all on and tracks that we had. Recorded but never put on the album.
0: Great. So if you've got Apple or Spotify, people you can uh, listen to um, that music um, whenever you want. Um, and uh, if people want tickets for the gig, um, what's where do they get those from? But
1: they get all the information again is on Eden Official. Right. Um, we've we put the um, the link on all the on on there, and um, you can get the all the ticket proceeds. Um, go to the Cancer Irish Cancer Society. Oh,
0: great! So yeah, so you can um, go to the gig and support a good cause at the same yeah. time. Yeah. So well, thanks very much, Mark. Um, good luck with the gig. Good luck with the release of the uh, new uh, collection. Um, so we're going to end with a song, and I'll let you choose it.
1: Um. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, Diggy Ludi. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I say the wrong thing? <laughs> um, what was the song that uh, the two guys did? Uh, buggeroo, buggeren. buggeroo,
0: yeah. Oh, well, then, with that, then, I'll, tell you, I'll just tell you what this is. In the ref, um, our satire about the marriage equality referendum, um, the no side uh, in the play um, are fronted by two gay men imagine um, who in the TV debate um, sing this song
4: we just wish all the gays out there would act like normal folk
3: instead of way- women's clothes or acting like a joke
4: why do they find it necessary to march and scream and shout
3: we really couldn't give a fuck if you are in or are you out
4: we think all those little tots need a mommy and a dad brand bugger bugger, bugger we are self-loading gays our dream is to be nice and straight we don't deserve all this <laughs> marriage bliss, so we're spreading just a little hate bugger bugger buggeroo bugger-ray. we are self-loading gays the family should be safe from us we're not fit for those wedding vows buggeroo
3: Ships is quite enough. Our morals are on the slide.
4: Are these things what we want for our kids? Panty, GCN, and
3: Pride. Synthetic children made by syringe. Is that what we really crave? A child
4: should come from a cock and a minge, not a foreign surrogate slave, Two dads, two moms Makes us one, it's row walk Not what the Bible says
3: Stone us, burn us, tie us in knots All hail self-loathing gaze
4: Baga, 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 ooh, baga We are self-loathing gaze Our dream is to be nice and straight That Marge is not for gays
3: And for this we'll fight
4: with the church's might Till we've won it for the Should be safe from us. Saved from We're, us. From We're not, not fit for those wedding vows. Father Root, Bugger, Bugger, Ray. A
3: Bugger, Ray. A Bugger,
4: Bugger, Bugger,
3: Root. Bugger, Ray.
0: And that was Shane Kavanagh and Brian Gokran singing "Buggeroo, Roo, bugger from the show The Ref. And if you'd like to uh, hear more of Mark's music, as I said, you can listen on Apple Music or Spotify to Eden's tracks. You can also find more details of what they're up to, including how to get tickets for their gig at their Eden uh, official Facebook page. Uh, and I think they have a website um, with the same handle. Uh, the gig is on Friday, the 2nd of November at Thomas House in Thomas Street. And all the proceeds... Uh, raised are going to the irish cancer society if you'd like uh, to listen to more songs from the ref uh, you heard two in the show today you can listen to them on our website which is www.actingoutgroup.com so as i said this is the last of this podcast for this season and we hope we'll be back for another season uh, next year And finally, Acting Out will be doing a Christmas show, a kind of mad mixture of sketches and songs um, in the outhouse on December the 5th, 6th and 7th. That's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you'll be able to find more details about that um, on our Facebook page or on our website, which is uh, actingoutgroup.com. You've been listening to the Acting Out podcast. If you'd like to know more about what we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter at Acting Out Group, or on our Facebook page, or go to our website, www.actingoutgroup.com. Music for the podcast was by Eden, and the show was produced by Sean Denyer.